On today's episode, are you over 55 and pondering retirement? Well, we want you to dive into the world of required minimum distributions on today's show with us. RMDs is what we're talking about. In this episode, we're going to demystify some of the reasons behind these mandatory withdrawals from your retirement savings and discover the strategies to potentially avoid them and understand the risks of not preparing in advance for those RMDs. And for those of you fortunate to not have to rely on those RMDs, for income. Well, what do you do with that money? We'll explore some impactful ways to utilize those funds. Today's episode is all about understanding RMDs, a guide for retirees and the soon to retire. If that's you, then listen up. Let's get to it. The Reengineering Your Finances podcast starts now. Time for Reengineering Your Finances with the founder of CP Weldy Group, Charles Weldy. Walter Storholt alongside Charles Weldy, of course, of CP Weldy Group, a certified financial planner and CPA. Charles, it's good to be with you this week. How is life, my friend? Life is good, Walter. No complaints. I mean, uh, we're heading into the fall. It's football season. And uh, actually, the Phillies clinched the um, a World not a World Series, a, a playoff spot last night. So all is good in Philadelphia. You are you are a happy man, it sounds like. And the Eagles have been looking great uh, through the first few weeks of the season. So not not a ton for Philly fans to complain about right now. I not, at all. Yeah, not at all. That that's, might be a, something a little bit different, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. Well, let's talk about some of these RMD questions. I think a lot of people aren't clear on why they exist in the first place. So can you maybe take us under the hood a little bit? Why does the government make us withdraw money from our savings at a certain age, even if we don't want to? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, what happens historically is people that set up uh, tax-deferred accounts, IRAs, 401ks, you know, when they're working, during their working years, for the most part, a lot of people are actually putting that money into their retirement accounts and they're getting a current deduction. So if I put in $20,000, dollars per year and I'm making $100,000, you know, and I put it into a 401k, I'm only getting taxed at the net amount, you know, $75,000. I'm deferring, you know, uh, all the income on that $25,000 investment for many, many years. And the government, they're not foolish. They know that, hey, you know, for the most part, you know, as people get older and maybe their life expectancy is uh, 20, 25, 30 years in retirement, they're forcing us to take out a minimum amount each and every year. And under current rules, it's when you reach age 72. So when you're 72 years old, regardless of whether you need the money or not, the IRS is going to require you to take out ballpark figure 4% of your account balance each and every year in order to, you know, get the tax on that growth that was deferred for all those years. Yeah, I think that's interesting. So we we understand the reason a little bit about why we've got to take these things out. Is there anything that we can do to avoid having to take RMDs? Can we get around this rule? Well, there's there's a couple exceptions. One's very minor. I mean, the year that you turn 72, the, the IRS allows you to wait until April 5th of the next year um, to take your first requirement dis- required minimum distribution. So they get you get to delay it maybe three months and throw it into another year. However, if you do that, you've got to take your second RMD in the same year. So you're kind of doubling up. I don't know if that's a great benefit or not, but where I've seen it work is uh, people that forget to take their RMD, you know, when they're, they're, they're required to say at age 72, 
they can make it up if they take it out by April 1st of, this, of the subsequent year. Uh, that's just one small trivial exception to the rule. However, um, you know, if you're in a qualified plan, if you work for uh, an employer and you're in a 401k plan and you still work for that employer and you don't own more than 5% of that company, you're allowed to delay taking RMDs from that yeah, 401k plan until you actually retire and separate from service. We had an example of a, a client. Um, he was uh, in the medical industry and he worked for you know, a local uh, hospital for many, many years, well into his mid-80s. And um, when I met him, we actually did his tax return. We found out that his uh, 401k balance was somewhere in the area of $700,000. And at his age, he had to take out about 6%. I think he had to take out somewhere around $150,000 per year. Um, and the reality of it is, is um, you know, he has a big tax problem. Maybe some people would like to have a big tax problem like that. But um, that's an exception to taking money out once you hit your either 70 and a half under the old rules or age 72 under the new rules. You can delay that as long as you're working for an employer and uh, you don't own more than 5% of that company. That's great. I, I think that's a really nice breakdown of uh, of kind of that reasoning there and maybe some of the ways we can work around RMDs or at least manage them differently than what's dictated to us. What are some of the risks that are in existence, Charles, if we don't plan in advance for these RMDs and we just kind of wait to the day we have to take them and then boom, all of a sudden they're here? Well, um, I recall, uh, who was it? Um, it's a hockey player, uh, Wayne Gretzky, all right? Um, they asked him why he was so good, and he said, hey, I anticipate where the puck's going to be. I don't go to where the puck currently is at. And I look at that, um, you know, that analogy, and I look at RMDs, and I say, hey, wait a minute. If I have a couple that you know, maybe are in their late 40s, say 48, and they've got a half a million dollars combined in their 401ks or IRAs, what keeps me up at night, Walter, is like not what it's worth, you know, when they're 48, what will be worth when they're 72. So I kind of use the rules of 72 that says, hey, um, you know, what's your rate of return? Uh, take 72 divided by your rate of return. It tells you how many years it's going to take for that money to double. So let's just follow this, you know, example for a minute. I have a couple age 48. They have a half a million dollars in retirement accounts. If they just make a net 6% on their investments, over the years, it's going to double every 12 years. So 48 plus 12, they're age 60. Now they have a million dollars instead of 500,000. And 60 plus 12 at age 72, they have $2 million if it just grows at 6% a year. And the point I'm making is they never put another nickel in there. But what I'm saying is most people continue to fund their IRAs, 401ks, uh, you know, maybe overfunded it and they're going to end up with a big tax problem in the future. So, you know, some of the risk is, is like, hey, let's anticipate what it might be worth when you need to take the money out. And perhaps during the course of those 12, 15, 20 years, we can maybe do some strategic Roth IRA conversions to maybe pay tax on the seed money today and have the growth of the harvest grow tax-free for the next 15, 20, 25 years. So that's something that many people are ignoring because obviously, you know, they're busy with life, raising a family, challenges at work. But um, when I look at their balance today, I use the rule 72 and I, I ask myself what will it be worth in 12 years and what will it be worth in 24 years. And for a lot of people, they'd be surprised 
and they might want to look at another alternative besides overfunding their 401ks. Very good, Charles. All right. So tell me, if somebody doesn't need the money from their RMDs for income, what do you suggest that they then do with those funds? So we've, we we had them in these savings accounts. We've been forced to withdraw them, and now we want to, I don't know, do something else with them because we don't want to spend that money. Yeah. I mean, one of the, I guess, uh, advanced planning techniques is that if people don't need money uh, from their RMDs, and you know they can either gift it to their family. I mean, uh, there's a gentleman by the name of Ed Slot. I'm sure you know listeners of this podcast have heard about Ed Slot. He's like an IRA guru, and he has a saying that it's um, it's better to give with warm hands than cold hands. So, you know, if you know you're not going to need the money, it might be more advantageous to gift this to your children, grandchildren while you're alive. You see the benefits of those gifts, and you know you you have a you know, a greater sense of satisfaction that you're actually seeing your money at work with your family as opposed to hoarding it and eventually like, you know, them getting it when you're no longer here. So, you know, gifting is really an important uh, item that people can do with their RMDs. And and really another strategy that a lot of people employ, or not maybe a lot, but, you know, some people employ, would be funding a life insurance policy. So let's just say that I'm required to take out 20000 a year. And let's just say my taxes are 20%. So 20% of 20,000 is what? Four grand. So I only have 16,000 left over. Maybe what I do is I set up an insurance policy that says, hey, how much you know, insurance can I get if I fund $16,000 a year for the rest of my life? And now you know, when I pass away, that money goes to you know, the people I love tax-free, and it's maybe a better use of your RMDs and reinvesting it in a taxable account. All right, excellent. And uh, last but not least, can you share any details with us, Charles? Uh, protect the identity, obviously, of the person, but any details of a recent case where you help somebody plan around RMDs, kind of put all of this uh, this talk about these required minimum distributions into practice? Yeah, actually, I got two examples. One is a, a couple, uh, average age, maybe 68. So they're like four years from, you know, required to take out their money from their IRA 401ks. You know, I think when I last looked, they had somewhere around $1.2 million in their retirement accounts. And uh, again, you know, it's just going to grow, grow, grow if history's any guide. So what we're doing over the next four plus years is we're strategically taking money out of their IRAs before they need to take it out. And we're paying the tax, converting it to a Roth IRA. And our goal, Walter, is, you know, when they're 72, 73, 74, to eventually get them as a couple in the 12% tax bracket. Now, the 12% tax bracket, just to quantify it for people listening to this podcast, if you're married filing a joint return and you're over age 65, you could have $120,000, actually the exact number is 120150 and you can still be in the 12% tax bracket. And what's really powerful about the 12% tax bracket is that you know, you're not paying 12% on everything, you're paying 12% on the last dollar, but your effective tax rate might be something more like 7 or 8%. So if I can get people in the future who are in retirement maybe you know, paying a net 8% on their income. And even if taxes double, and now they're paying 16%, you know, I've really like helped them tremendously you know, maximize and optimize their portfolio. So you know, in that example, if they never met us and they just continue to do what they were doing, they would probably be in the 25% tax bracket down the road because uh, they're switching um, I guess the 22 to 25 in calendar year 2026. 
And, um, you know, I guess the taxes they would pay in the long run would be hundreds of thousands of dollars more than they're projected to pay by doing these strategic Roth conversions. So that's just one example. The second one is a younger couple, and I'll protect their name, you know, but basically they were in here uh, a week ago, and they've got combined, they're actually um, aged, I guess their joint age is somewhere around 45. And they've got, as a couple, combined about $750,000 in their 401ks at work. And again, they're 45 years old. Add 12 years if, if, uh, if they make 6% on their you know, retirement accounts. Now it's worth $1.5 million without putting another nickel in there. And then, uh, I guess, 15, uh, 12 years later, double that again. Now they're worth $3 million. Well, here's the problem with having $3 million in your IRA 401k account when you're 72 years old. You're required to take out roughly 4%. 4% of $3 million is $120,000. To that, we got to add Social Security. Maybe they have a rental property. Maybe they have um, a small pension or a pension. So the reality is that by not planning in advance, they would have uh, a big tax problem in the future. Uh, and what we're trying to do is, is kind of educate them on the benefits of maybe, hey, you know what? In the future, you don't want to maximize your contributions in your 401k. What you might rather do is just put into the company match, get that free money, and then take what you normally would have put in that account after taxes, because now you got to pay taxes, you don't get the deduction, and maybe put it in a life insurance policy that's properly structured so that down the road, you're going to have access to maybe tax-free income or a tax-free death benefit. And, you know, uh, there, there's other things that they could do if, again, they see where the puck's going to be well before, you know, everybody else sees it. That's fantastic. Great two stories there, Charles. Thanks for sharing all of this with us. So if somebody wants to better prepare for their RMDs, obviously I'm going to give them the ways that they can get in touch with you. But then uh, how will that enter the equation? Do you, do you start off the retirement planning conversation that way or will that come later as you work through a full planning process with someone? No, it's, it's really the full planning process. We just try to discover three needs that people have and then, you know, really just find solutions to those three needs and really give them what they want. By doing that, we're never selling anything. We're just actually giving people what they want. That's the beauty of this business. If you listen, you get the goals down and you can help them, you know, just show them the, the yellow brick road. And, you know, I think they'll live happily ever after. Okay, very good. If you've got questions for Charles, here's how you get in touch. Pick up the phone, give him a call at 610-388-7705, 610-388-7705, or go online to CP weldygroup.com. That's cpweldygroup.com. We'll have that contact information linked in the description of today's show so you can find it nice and easy. Charles is the founder of CP Weldy Group and a certified financial planner as well as a CPA. Don't hesitate if you have any questions about RMDs or any other retirement related items. Reach out and uh, have that talk. Charles, thanks for your guidance through this RMD conversation and we'll look to catching up with you a little bit later this month. Thank you, Walter. All right, very good. That's Charles. I'm Walter. We'll see you next time on Reengineering Your Finances. Financial planning and advisory services are offered through Prosperity Capital Advisors, PCA, an SEC-registered investment advisor with its principal place of business in the state of Ohio. CP Weldy Group and PCA are separate, non-affiliated entities. PCA does not provide tax or legal advice. Insurance and tax services offered through CP Weldy Group are not affiliated with PCA.
Information received from this podcast should not be viewed as individual investment advice. Product discussions and illustrations are hypothetical in nature and will vary based on many factors, including but not limited to age, health, product, insurance carrier, and product design. You should consult the insurance carrier website and policy for detailed information. Content may have been created by a third party and was not written or created by a PCA-affiliated advisor and does not represent the views or opinions of PCA or its subsidiaries. For information pertaining to the registration status of PCA, please contact the firm or refer to the Investment Advisor Public Disclosure website, www.advisorinfo.sec.gov. For additional information about PCA, including fees and services, send for our disclosure statement as set forth on Form ADV from PCA using the contact information herein. Please read the disclosure statement carefully before you invest or send money.